It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It's the Greek for the Week podcast. It is Wednesday, October 9th. We are well into the fall, and I hope that God is blessing your fall and that you're finding that this is a wonderful season in your life where things are beginning to change for you and that you're experiencing the blessing of God on every aspect of your life. And the blessing of God comes through the grace of God. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Just a reminder, if you don't have letters from Jesus, you can find it on Amazon.com, Target.com, BarnesandNobles.com, maybe in your local bookstore. I don't know. But if you don't have it, pick it up today and get with letters from Jesus. If you're enjoying it, if it's been a blessing to you, go on Amazon, give it five stars and just say, hey, this is why you should read it. Put a couple points in there. We always appreciate your Amazon review. Okay, let's get into it. Ephesians chapter 3. We're talking about the grace of God today. And, you know, we've talked about the book of Ephesians on Greek for the Week. It's a very important book. The Apostle Paul is writing it to the church that he has in Ephesus. And, of course, Timothy is the pastor of Ephesus, or eventually becomes the pastor of Ephesus. And we see that as he moves through the letter, he's encouraging them because they're an ungodly culture. And in particular, I want to just make mention of the verse here where it says in verse number 7 of chapter 3, of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. So he introduces grace and how that is what enabled him to be the Apostle Paul, if you will. You remember the Apostle Paul? He was a persecutor of the church. He was at least likely to become what he had become. And it's amazing how the grace, had caught, the grace of God had caused him to do a 180. If you know somebody in your life that is not anywhere close to what you'd hope they'd be in God, this is a good verse because it understands that God's grace is able to turn us around and give to us 180 degree uh, total transformation in our life. So if you know someone, maybe they're a chronic liar. God can turn them into the most truthful person that you've ever met. They're on drugs. God can turn them into the cleanest, most sober person that exists out there today because the grace of God is so strong and it's powerful. If you have a dirty mouth where you're always cussing and talking, God could clean that up right away by the marvelous working of his grace. And his grace is truly infinite because we see in verse number eight, it says, to me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And verse number nine says, to bring to light everyone that is in the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. And he goes on with some theological statements about the kingdom of God and about Christ and being in Christ, which is really the book of Ephesians, which is all about is our position in the Lord. But I want to bring back to what he says here, the unsearchable riches of Christ. And we see the Greek word here is anextisnistos. I believe I said that right. I squint, I'm, when I'm doing this, I'm squinting at my computer uh, with these letters here, and uh, I got a LASIK operation, and my left eye, the, the prescription is st still not there yet. They have to redo it next summer, so um, let me get at it again. Onyx, niaston. there we go, and that's what the Apostle Paul calls the riches of his grace. Now, this is important to see because the first thing that we see is that the root of this word here talks about tracking something out. It was actually a word in antiquity that was used to describe a footprint and really to track something. It's used to describe searching something totally and completely and a footprint because obviously when you go into the woods, you leave a footprint when you're tracking something down. Today in modern Greek, this word is used to describe solving a detective case. 
So you see the etymology of the word, how it's evolved over time, solving something, putting all the pieces together. So you kind of have this sleuth type idea of the word, getting to the bottom of it. Really, that's what it's probably the best idiom is getting to the bottom of something, tracking it out completely, going after that. And that's really what the word means, track it down. But there's something special in Greek that we find here and that we see a canceller, a nullifier, the old alpha primitive on the word. And we want to, in Greek, when you want to just cancel something out, you throw the word out there and then you put the alpha primitive out there, which means you can't do it. It's impossible. And what he's telling us here is that God's grace can't be tracked out, can't be searched out. No way that you can get to the bottom of it. So best way you can suggest it is maybe when you consider a vast ocean or a vast uh, forest, something that is so massive you just can't get to the bottom of it. Maybe endless paperwork. If you're in, the, in data processing, you have endless amounts of paperwork that you just feel buried under and you're never going to get to the bottom of it. That's how the grace of God is. You just can't search it out. It is too deep. It is too far. It is. It sounds like a worship song. <laughs> it sounds like I'm singing a worship song. What? That's biblical. Uh, I don't know what song that is. I, that might... It's one of those, I'm not really keen with all the worship that's out there today, but it's one of those worship songs. This is where we get it from here, Ephesians chapter 3, 8. I am doing the worship leaders a theological favor and giving them the backbones of their songs, even though I don't know the songs. Um, but it's saying you can't search out the riches of God's grace. And that the point I'm trying to make is that God's grace is endless. It's more than you're ever going to need. Now, see, I come from a cultural background, even though I'm American, Three or four generations back, four generations back, is my my ancestors on my dad's side were Sicilian. So I grew grew up in an Italian family, and not this isn't just indicative of Italian families. I mean, it's a cultural thing, uh, and and a lot of the cultures I've been in. But having a lot of food, an Italian family, I'll speak for what I know, is you just have more than enough food. And if you make just enough food, it's kind of insulting. If you eat and there's no leftovers, there's a problem with that. There needs to be too much food. That's how much you need. And you're just never going to eat it all. You're never going to get to it. There's a funny meme that's out there, and it shows uh, <laughs> it shows a, a elderly woman, a grandma, sitting there, and it says, my grandma made a nice, light snack. And it shows this massive table with all kinds of food on it. It's really funny. And uh, my Italian grandma made all kinds of, made a small little snack, and it shows all this food. It's just funny. But I think that's how the grace of God is. It's just more than you're ever going to eat. It's just endless. It's like the never, it's like a never ending buffet. You know, when you see those all you can eat buffets and you go in there and you think, oh, it's all you can eat, you know, crab legs. It's all you can eat, you know, chicken. And you eat like two pieces and you're done because they know that there's going to be very few people that actually come in here and make a dent in what they're able to do because the stomach is only so big. How much can you stick into your stomach? Even if you have a large stomach, it's only so big. They're not going to lose money on it. And God's grace is a never-ending smorgasbord of everything that you need. So whatever you're going through today, maybe you have a problem in your life. Maybe you've messed something up. You've made some bad choices. You've made some decisions that you shouldn't. There's grace for that. And when we seek out for the grace and ask God to supply it, he's going to provide it. And it's never even going to seem like there's a dent in it. Like when you go to a buffet and you put your tongs in there and you grab out a leg or a thigh from the chicken, it doesn't even look like there's any missing because there's so much there. That's how God's grace is. He just has everything you need and more and more and more and more. You can't search it out and you can't track it out. 
And look what it did for the Apostle Paul. And look what it will do for your life. Okay, you're covered by the grace of God today. So rest in that and know that whatever you need, he's able to supply it. All right? Remember, letters from Jesus, Amazon.com. Check it out today and give it a five-star review. That'll really help us out. When I say that, I really mean it. God bless you, and we'll see you next time here on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.